right, guys. Thank you for joining us today. It's me, Tony the Kid. I got the big guys with me. Zach the Mac, Uncle RJ. Say what's up, Zach the Mac. Yeah. What's going on, guys? We got a uh, sensitive subject for me, guys. You know, I got a big heart. So we're talking about your boy. <laughs> good, good, good setup. <laughs> Go ahead, Director, uh, Director RJ. Say what's up to the fans. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as I was a kid growing up, I was always a big fan of the man whose best there is. The best there was, and he will always be the best there ever will be. That's correct. Now, you guys, A&E made, uh, we've been talking about A&E biographies and a lot of these wrestlers that's been coming up. Just recently, they dropped Bret Hart biography, and I mean, we've seen a couple different biographies that WWE did, but all in all, this one was a pretty good extent to what he's about now, what's going on in his life, and kind of what led up to the whole reconciliation with Vince McMahon and the WWE and making him come back to the Hall of Fame. Now, uh, first off, I'm going to say, how cool was Bret Hart? Dr. RJ, I'll start with you. Well, let's just put it this way, man. <laughs> a man who could walk to the ring yep. with freaking pink and black on. That's right. To a wrestling match where nothing but men, cheap beers, go watch. That's correct. And win a championship belt. You got to be the coolest dude in the freaking room when you walk out there. Be confident like that. Exactly. Yeah. Zach the Mac? Yes. How I cool think, is that guy? I think he was cool as hell, man. Cool as freaking H-E double hockey sticks. All the way, man. He he the stunner shades, I wanna call them, bro. They're like whole visor pink with the glasses, bro. Yeah. That's awesome. We look right there in the leather jackets. He he was cool, man. I like this style. And I, I've I've felt the personal sharpshooter, so Thank I know you. it's a serious move. <laughs> sorry, I know it's I'm good. so sorry. <laughs> I know it's a good move, man. You had to do it right. You can't do it right, you can't do it at all. No, you <laughs> can't. I can I barely I can still barely do it. I don't even know. So Definitely cool points all around. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, but the one thing I like about Bret Hart is not just his um his attire; it was his theme song that walked with that everything. attire. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. The whole setup, the yeah. sunglasses, the freaking leather jacket. Like he had to cool it up a little bit, and at that, just give it that little and, and that era during that like rock and wrestling thing. He was like yes. that rock star walking out there, like he was just coming out of rocking with the band, and oh, well, you know, hold up, guys. Dun, dun, I gotta go. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. The whole setup. Kick some ass now. For real. Good stuff. Now, I would say at the moment now, like, I think he, I guess you could say he's really retired, but I don't know. I think he'll be good to go back to, you know, maybe do a coaching over there in Canada and stuff like that where he lives at now. Like, do something small. Like, get in, like, still be involved, I think, will be make him a little bit more happy like his dad was. You know, everyone come down to my dungeon. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Set it up again and kind of do like little things like that. It kind of it teach the new age where like, look, guys, all this high flying, it's all good and dandy and stuff like that. But you got to tell a story in the wrestling ring. You got to f- make the fans feel what you're feeling and feel what the guy that he's beating up feel. You know what I mean? Like give that choreography a good setup. So kind of words of wisdom, I think, would be best of all, if anything. But I think that he should. I think that's something he should do. What do you think? I think another thing is uh, Burr Hart being a technical wrestler, the way he mm-hmm. knew how to, like, mm-hmm. not just tell a story, but how he could put a hole on you. He could put a submission on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and actually hurt. he would make it, yeah. yeah. And he would know how far he could go before he really hurts you. So yeah, exactly. He would, like, he would know how to ease it up. Uh, one thing he could teach you is how to be more uh, aware in the ring. Where, there like, you go. That's the most important thing is knowing how, like, Okay, Zach probably weighs less than me. I don't want to hurt Zach, so I would have to know how to pick him up, 
True. Drop, drop them on my knee, but still know, know how not to like drop them hard. Like know which how far I could drop them before I get like hurt. exactly. Even then, protect him. Like if yeah. he's trying to do a move on you, you're looking to protect him to make sure he doesn't hurt himself at all. Like if you're outside the ring and he wants to do a high fly move on top of the rope just for you know for fun stuff, and all of a sudden you do a move. But a lot of these new wrestlers, they just let the guy just dive. They don't go for the grab. Like, let me grab you. Let me catch you as you try to hurt, like, do the move and stuff like that. A lot of the guys says, let it be, get hurt, and let the other guy hurt himself by accident or something like that. So, I think that's one thing a lot of these new, new wrestlers, like you said, got to touch on for sure. Yeah. So, I do respect the whole choreography of it. And him, it was at the hearts that had, like, that little dungeon room, exactly. right? Where it was the match where all you could hear was just, hey, it, it, all you could hear was yells and you knew something was going Too right. Hard. So, mm-hmm. I do agree with you, Tony Kid, that definitely he could go in there and maybe just re kindle that flame of that whole dungeon environment. Exactly. I think the one thing Tony might like about Bret Hart is that Bret Hart is actually an actual amateur wrestler. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Kurt Angle was. Bret Hart actually had school. In know. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's one thing I respect about that a lot with the wrestlers and stuff. Is like I think what really helps with this to kind of get you a good understanding with a lot of the technician wrestlers they were involved in some sort of wrestling back in high school. So that's how you could tell for being a technical wrestler and stuff like that. So a lot a lot of wrestlers have that background. Chris Benoit, mm-hmm. Bret Hart himself again. Mm-hmm. Owen Hart was in wrestling. Uh, Lance Storm, I think. Lance Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Freaking um, Kurt Angle, of Brock course. Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin. Brock Lesnar, if anything. Exactly. Shawn Benjamin. Like, all these guys had some... Uh, even Shawn Michaels had was in wrestling back Stone in high school. Cold did, too. I think Stone Cold... More like football. It. He yeah. said it was more of football than anything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. So it's like you get the understanding of those... Those great wrestlers that we all just listed had that sense of background. Like, it makes sense to have it. Makes sense to have it. So, agreed. Now, obviously, I did not know this, and I'm not sure if you knew that, but he had, in the, in the biography, he was telling that he was actually going to school for film school in college. That he was going to be a director. He was trying to go for filming like that, make cartoons and all that type of stuff like that. So, that was pretty cool. Uh, his first project was called The Lizard, and I, it was a little oh, goofy. Little goofy movie. About, <laughs> yeah. About the lizard. Looked like a gecko thing. guy messing with the toy cars or not whatever. Yeah, uh, not the hottest thing, yeah. No, it really, no. yeah, no. I mean, like, he's trying to make it seem like a Godzilla like movie or whatever. And his friends and probably, like, some of his brothers were in it, too. Yeah. And at that, the lizard died afterwards, so the film kind of just went to crap. They couldn't make a sequel to it or whatever. That was ridiculous. That was Sorry pretty, show. that was pretty funny. Now, obviously, he dropped out of college. Join wrestling with the ambition to be the best. Now, that right there, I wanted to kind of notice and let everybody understand that. He was striving to be the best, you guys. The best. A lot of these wrestlers, you could tell, are going for the fame. They're not striving for the best. The title doesn't mean a title. Like, in the biography, you get to feel the essence of him having the drive to win the title. Everybody had that mindset of, I have the title... I'm it. I'm the but, it guy. I'm I'm all around the best in the world. You can see it, especially with uh, Shawn Michaels when he won his belt. You mm-hmm. know, Shawn mm-hmm. was on the floor. The passion. A passionate crime. Oh, Jeff Hardy. The two of them just in general. Exactly. Yeah. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. When yeah, he definitely. Yeah. Stone Cold didn't show tears or anything, but it's because his character has to be the way he is. Dude, just sidebar. At this point, I don't think Stone Cold sheds tears. 
Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you on that one. No lie. Like I mean, like the emotional feel. Yeah. yeah like inside, like, he's like, I don't, that's what I mean. Like I don't think he would ever have that that, that scene where you know you're holding uh, the belt, you're crying like like a Shawn Michaels did, or yeah, just a quick you know, sidebar. I don't think or, he, I don't think or he Chris Benoit and yeah. a girl hug each other when they had that. Like uh, I don't think you ever get a yeah, scenario in that system. Yeah. 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 That's him, bro. I don't. <laughs> just a sidebar on that. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, like some wrestlers, you feel you could feel the passion when he won it. Yep. For Hart, uh, when he won his belt, he didn't. He got up, and uh, you could tell he didn't know how to celebrate. Same thing with Nash. True. Yeah. When that, Kevin Nash won his belt, he was like just all like excited about. Yeah. It. Unbelievable yeah. feeling. Exactly. So yeah. I think that's the one thing about about that. You guys, I think, with wrestlers that need, they need to get that back. I think if I have any encouragement in wrestling, and what makes people understand and what they fall in love with this entertainment is the fact that the obviously you can feel when a wrestler itself when it means a lot. It means a lot. Like yes, you can tell us in the biography and tell us what they did in the in the background, but the passion that we see inside the ring is what it drives us and makes us fall in love with the the like I don't want to say sport, but the, with the entertainment itself. I, I would say with just the storyline and, and actually you. the the development of the whole you know action of how it's going down. Thank I mean, you. You, yes. know, you know that it's coming in. You know that it's not it's not necessarily scripted, but you know that it's going to go a certain way. Right. You don't know. I mean, not exactly. You don't always know who's going to win. Right. So with that bringing, they bring that emotion along, like you know, the questioning and the, mm-hmm. and the suspense along with it. So exactly, definitely is appreciated. Right. You know? We that, do appreciate that stuff. A definitely. lot more better. That's, wrestlers. Uh, yes. Sorry, is that going? No, that, that was all just wrestlers in general. I keep definitely like every time I have a thought, I always like, oh, <laughs> let me jump in here right away. <laughs> I keep that. forgetting that y'all. You know, I had to like this. You know, like if you're talking or someone else is talking, I had to let y'all finish before I jump in. Hashtag let you finish before I jump in. Oh, really? Hey, okay. Hashtag it. Hashtag. All right. So my um my thing that I thought about right now, uh, especially with us, you know, me, you, Zach, mm-hmm. Alex, like the whole reject clan. Right. Um, when we were growing up, teenagers and all. Mm-hmm. You could tell right away when we were playing for championship belts at gaming. Yeah. I had to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Even no to this day, the belt we played for, right. like we had an emotion, and the reason why that belt meant something to mm-hmm. us is because we beat the guy for it. It's the bragging rights that we yeah. had. Exactly, oh, yeah. the testosterone but bragging rights that we I wanted. I kid you something. not, dude. The first time I won my uh, when I was doing WrestleMania with you guys, and we first did the first pay per view. Yeah. Uh, it felt cool to be Ernie. You know? mm-hmm. Like at BG Money, I won my first belt. I was like, oh, cool, you know, mm-hmm. I got my belt. It wasn't, it didn't kick in, and it's weird. It didn't kick in until I won my second championship against Alex. Mm. Because Alex had that character, the one. He was out there yep. bragging about how hey, he did guy. everything in one day. <laughs> he like, Shout he out won to the all one. these belts. He's like, you know, I'm the one. Yeah. I've done it all. Right, exactly. Like, he went around doing it over. And then I put him in other championship match scenarios. Yeah. So then we face each other one-on-one and he beats me. So now in my mind, I'm like, can I really beat him or can I not? Right, right, right. That's when, as the time went by, I created, you know, I fixed up my moveset. I created the payback. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I waited for the perfect moment to hit Alex with it. Mm-hmm. And the minute I won that belt the second time, it hit hard. And the reason why I felt like it hit hard is because I had a feeling like these guys, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't know if you're ever going to have it. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And when I beat Alex again, I was just like, oh. That's what's up. I'm the champion now. You That's know? Like, right. 
I am a champion. Yeah, exactly. That's what's crazy about it. Now, right afterwards, he joined WWF because obviously Stu Hart sold the wrestling, Stampede Wrestling, I mm-hmm. believe it was, mm-hmm. sold it to Vince McMahon, um, and then in turn wanted to guarantee jobs for Bret Hart, Owen Hart, um, who else? Davey yeah. Boy, Davey Boy, uh, Jim Neidhart also too as well. And there was mm-hmm. someone else. I'm not sure if it was Kid Dynamite too as well. Yeah, Dynamite because he too. ended up going with he ended up going with uh, Davy Boy to become the the Bulldogs, the tag team oh, champions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at that point, that's kind of where, where it went down. And a little bit after when he joined WWF, if it not just me, if no one noticed, but Bret Hart kind of bulked up at that point. Like he was pretty scrawny ish. Like you can tell he had a little muscle, but it didn't realize or show until he got to WWF and he started wrestling there. That like you really put on size. The roids. You know, the ro- I, I, don't, I have a gut <laughs> just, feeling. I, I think he did know. take a few. I, just, I can't out. deny it. seems like nah. he might have had a, even a little bit. Was, yeah. Even if it was, I guarantee he's like a Because let's put this way. Jim Nighthart didn't need it. Jim Nighthart was already like, I think he liked his size. Like, I'm a big husky guy myself. So I, I can get by. I don't need all that. Get all the extra stuff. I don't think Jim Denyhart was much of a, like, I want to be world champion at all. Uh, no, I think he was he just was, proud to be what he was and just had fun. Yeah, tag team champion, just mm-hmm. getting paid to be out there. Thank you. Kick some ass time. a little bit along yeah. the way. You know, holla some, hey, girls, let's go. You know, whatever, stuff like that. I mean, it wasn't really a ladies, man, but yeah. So it was all in all pretty much how it was there. I think also, too, when it came to... That like you kind of notice with Jim not with uh Bret Hart mm-hmm. freaking uh who else Bret Hart his brother Br- British and all British them all of them at kid. the same time bulked up real good yeah. at the moment you know what I mean so that's pretty I, I think, feel like that was kind of went just through. speak on Owen I think before you not to cut you off man but no no, uh, no when he before he what did he become what was the figure the blue uh blazer yeah the blue blazer mm-hmm. even before he did that I felt like. He was bulking up as well, like oh, wow. from the transformation. You know when he was going into that whole yeah that formation of that guy. Like they, he definitely, I could tell. Like he filled that suit up, man. Like that's freaking even even the little <laughs> the mask he had was tight on his head, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was definitely filled to perfection, man. Those guys definitely bulked up when they needed to. So they get they can definitely flip the script. I yeah. Care. The other thing I was thinking about Owen Hart is it's weird if you look at him and WrestleMania when he first started uh, showing into day, I think. Mm-hmm. And I might be wrong. I always say, like, I might be wrong about this, but he started off as Coco Beware's partner. Who? Uh, Owen Hart. Uh-huh. Oh. So Coco Beware had these, like, freaking MC Hammer pants on and Literally. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Owen Hart was wearing that. And I used to think Owen Hart was just a The dude. white and black <laughs> one, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, wait, but like the yellow and black he had at yeah. one point. Okay, I understand now. I used to think he was a big dude because yeah. of it, you know? But I think it's just uh, the tire itself is just a little too heavy. Yeah. So it made him look heavy. And mm-hmm. now, you know, you start seeing him come out with his, like, regular... Attire. Yeah. Kind of, like, went to the old school Bret Hart type of standard. Like, getting the wrestling attire itself. So but get back on to feel comfortable. And yeah. he had more of a, like, Kurt Angle uh, trunks on instead of Bret Hart's. Yeah. And you can see, like, dude, is jacked up mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty had shoulders. I think that's what it really got the most. He was shoulder strong, like how Brock was kind of the moment. Not big... But you could tell that's where the bulkness came from and stuff. And so. Brett seemed like he was more arm, arm, arm chest, like everything, yeah, like just solid back. Like I think he wanted to build a better back for himself <laughs> yeah. because he knew he was going to be power slamming, dropping down, and kind of. Especially if he wanted to be a world champion, he had to like really wrestle with like heavier guys. Than exactly, him. exactly. Now a little bit after that, come to find out that's, that's a what, dungeon right there. He about. wanted to be Bret Hart wanted to be no, but mm-hmm. Vince wanted Brett to be a cowboy. No, I didn't know this. He wanted him to be a cowboy gimmick in wrestling I at first when he crossed over. Yes. 
which was ridiculous. So Brett's like, no, 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 don't, I don't want this. Give me, let me tag with Jim. We're gonna build something. We're gonna do stuff. We didn't have, they didn't even have the same attire yet. Shout out to Jim too. He was cool. And then somebody re- referenced to being uh, the pink. So he's like, oh, okay, cool. So they made, they made their attire pink and black and all that type of stuff. And then little by little, you start seeing the the progression of how cool the attire was. That was pretty dope. It was good. It was good. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, thus became the heart foundation, according to what they said, because they had. Jim, they had Brett, and they also have uh, who's the other guy? The little the Jimmy and Jimmy, Jimmy Hart. Hart. Jimmy, mm-hmm. Jimmy Hart. Yeah, the Jimmy, microphone dude. Quick question too. Jim yeah. Hart. Did anybody else wear Jimmy a leather Hart. jacket besides Brett Hart? Well, yeah. Uh, oh, so they both did. Right? Oh, okay. Mate. Oh, uh, the jacket. And I'm talking. Yeah, the tag team because I know. Uh, well, yeah, no. him and Jim. Oh, was, that was before. Was that before the leather jacket? Him yeah, and Jim Nightheart were wearing the leather jacket. So they both so did, right? Yeah. Yeah. So just I think when they on came out to the rings, they were wearing it. But I think Bret Hart always had the glasses. Oh, always right. had the glasses. Yeah, no, I, no, like, I, no, 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 no. No, no glasses. He he interpreted a little bit after that because right. he, he Jim to... Jim and Jim and Brett had the leather jackets mm-hmm. with the pink look with the pink skull whatever with the white skull and the pink flames or whatnot right. came in the back. at the same time side and then with side. the tire and then mm-hmm. a little bit that's when it became the sunglasses. I think Brett took the sunglasses because of if I'm not mistaken that movie that came out Blaze Runner or something like that where Blade it Runner? felt Blade Runner, Blade Runner where uh, it's like yeah. futuristic. So mm-hmm. he wanted a pair of those. So that's where he got that inspiration from, which is pretty cool. It is cool. Yeah. So then, uh, but yeah, Jimmy and Hart, the microphone, Mouth of the South, was pretty cool. I didn't realize, yeah. like, I, I don't know. He's been kind of progressing going on. I'm guessing that was where he first started off with mm. in wrestling, or even before that down south He's doing other stuff. Way back in the day. Man. Okay. I think, I think he managed, uh, if I'm right, uh, again, you know, I'm mm. not that good at managing. Fact check. Of... No, I'm just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fact, fact, fact check. Fact check. Not, not fact check, but fact. Yes, yes. Fact, 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 fact check. check RJ. The T. <laughs> Both. Uh, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> in South Wrestling with, not Mid-South Memphis, with mm-hmm. uh, Jerry the King Lawler, where he was at. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, either that or he managed the guy that were always going against the Von Erich. He, like, he's been way back in the but day. That's gotcha. True. That was always. That was okay. Good. Sounds good. good now, obviously, what made Brett successful? The fact that him, that it was him himself. I feel like he wanted to be successful because of like himself. Like he wanted that strive to be successful. I think we kind of touched on that, but that was. I think that's something he he had that passion for to be the best and wanted to be out there and earn that title with respect and carry it with respect. Basically, that's what it meant. So I, I think that kind of goes well. Now, I didn't realize, uh, I wanted to ask you, ask you director RJ, if you ever saw that Kurt Hanning and Bret Hart match for the IC title, mm-hmm. was that an actual real physical match? Because according to them, they're stating that it was one of the fan favorites. Actually, it's funny because it'll be 30 years since it happened. I believe it'll mm-hmm. be SummerSlam, um, 92. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I think it was 91. 91? Possibly. Oh, yeah. 30 years, yeah. yeah. SummerSlam 91. Gotcha. Huh. In this match. You guys feel old. Sorry, go ahead. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, okay, man, I I'm sitting down in my knee pop. That's how bad I am. I was like, oh, oh, what yeah, the heck right, happened right. to me? That's funny. <laughs> I got yeah. great hair, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> I guess even then the cool I didn't realize this, but the storyline with him and British Bulldog was a pretty dope storyline. Like the way mm-hmm. they defined it in there, I didn't realize I didn't my thing was back then I didn't really pay attention to Brett too much and how his storylines were. 
More so about, yeah, it's come up. when I just knew of the matches, like the match between him and British was a fan favorite and stuff like that. When the storyline, when we were playing WWE 2K, when they had that storyline in there, I was like, okay, this might have been interesting then. Like it was brother versus brother-in-law. They were making it seem like Brett was the bad guy in the whole storyline. I'm gonna like I'm the I'm the the crave for the attention. I'm striving for this, whatever. I'm not helping the family. I'm being a dick to the rest of the family. So that storyline where they involved the mom, the sister, the everybody in there to make it more realistic was, I think, a good setup. A good setup to where it was something that we would want to see now to make it realistic. I think Brett had that good vision for it. like it made sense. It made sense. I'll tell you this. If Bret Hart could actually run, uh, like you said a while ago, you know, um, open his gym. But not to me, it's not a gym. If Bret Hart was to open up his own company mm-hmm. and run it the way he, like, with his mindset the way it is. Yeah. Dude, I bet you know, like, a lot of money that Bret Hart would be. Successful at, right yeah. off the bat. He could I create, agree. He could create a, a champion in this era. Yeah. So say if you guys are trying to touch on that. Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit. Especially, especially the fact that keep up with the storyline, you know? Yeah, yeah. Agreed. I, I think uh, that was a good one. 80,300 tickets were sold for Summer 7 92. That's how I know Kurt Henning and uh, Brett was in 91. This is 92 now, a year later. And this is how was the Intercontinental Champion walking exactly. into that one. Exactly. And, and he ended up losing the title against British. British yeah. won the IC title from him. So it's not like as if he was afraid to drop the title. I want to leave it. I want to keep this attention yeah. where that's at. Yeah. He wasn't afraid to drop the title if the story made sense. Period. It's, all in it's, all. It's simple. Yeah, bro. It's kind of like, it's not necessarily supply and demand, but it's more just like understanding yeah. and and. And willing to like command, like you know, willing to uh, cooperate, basically, mm-hmm. you know, and that wasn't that was robbed from him, I mean, you know. Well, that's what I'm gonna get touched okay, on. I'm yeah. building up to that yeah, point, yeah, but yeah, yes, yeah. you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Right, so, so then, you go on, Tony. Hit him, hit him with it, Tony. So then, now in '92, <laughs> a year later after that, a, a little bit, a little bit later on with that one, '92, October of '92, WWE Championship title comes to play. This mm-hmm. is the Hart versus Flair match. Flair has the title. Brett's going for the title now after he lost the IC title. Now, with this pay-per-view, this pay-per-view, I'm going to tell you right now, this is where I really kind of pay attention to Brett because I remember this was a family event in my in my mother's house or my grandmother's, our grandmother's house. Yeah. And it was grandma loving, Brett loving Ric Flair. Ric Flair. She was a big Ric Flair She's fan. Nature boy. And then mom being the big Bret Hart fan. Uh-huh. So now it's mom versus grandma. Mm-hmm. Who's going to win? Who's going at it? One of my first, yeah. No lie in the ring. Wrestling. I was yeah. going for the guy in the pink. I was going for Brett. I really wanted Brett. Yes, Rick looked cool. He had the hair. He had the gliss. He had that, he got that swag. But nah, I like, I like, I wanted Brett in this one. So yeah. this was a whole family event type of thing at home. It wasn't even a pay per view. Yeah, at all. Yeah, it no, it wasn't. Just That's a, right. I think it was a regular TV taping. Yeah, if, it, if I'm not mistaken, it was a Saturday Saturday event or something like that. Yeah. I think it was. So it wasn't that you know during the week. But yes, so it was pretty interesting. So Hart wins, and then all of a sudden the passion you started feeling, of course, the passion for the title to carry it, the fact that he became a champion made sense to him and made sense to what. He wanted to carry with pride, holding the title. So mm-hmm. that's what I respect about that. Then, obviously, we started hearing some uh, some chit-chatter about Owen Hart coming back or Owen Hart being now intrigued into the whole wrestling business. Mm-hmm. So now this was a whole Owen Hart versus Bret Hart, right? So now how good, my question would be, is how good would have Owen Hart been? 
if he would have not passed away by now. I think we mentioned this before, but this kind of plays into play of what they're going to go against each other. I'll tell you right now, if you want to talk about feuds that would have been badass to watch, mm-hmm. matches that would have been incredible to watch, mm-hmm. you could set Owen Hart with Chris Benoit, yeah. Rey yeah. Mysterio, yeah. Chris Jericho, Eddie yeah. Guerrero, Eddie. Mm-hmm. and the list just keep going. Eddie Kurt Angle. And Kurt Angle. Even Brock in the beginning matches yeah. and whatnot. Right. You could put Owen Hart in any scenario. <laughs> they knew how to play him right. Vince, kind of like, you know, being petty, I think he didn't but yeah. to give him the run that Owen Hart The deserved, chance that he right? deserved. Just petty and, like, what, controlling, you could even say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In a way, because, oh, your big brother left me, so now I'm going to make it, yeah. I'm gonna make, a, make your namesake a, a, a goofball. Yeah. You know but what I mean? Imagine fair. if Owen's contract would have expired. Owen would have never done that one thing with Blue Blazer. He would have gone true. to WCW. That's with yeah. his brother. He might have what you know. He might have. We would have met his uh, brother over there. Yeah. Now Owen would have been NWO. Owen. Yeah, exactly. He would have had that arrogantness. In yeah, the, I would have. Yeah, been cool. Owen Hart would have been NWO. He would have been taken on DDP. Yes, been taken on Chris Benoit. He would have been right there That's with Kevin like, Nash, or he would have been right like with them. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just that would have been interesting. against each other, and even with each other. When yeah, he would at been, some point, it right? would have been dope. Yeah. Him going Cold against man. the cruiserweights mm-hmm. and him having that ego oh, of I'm Scott the big Sider bad guy. You guys are yeah. little guys. I'm the big bad guy. I'm the heart. I'm the industry. No, it would have been funny if he could actually make. You know how the he's always portrayed as a little guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now he starts taking on the cruiserweight thing. You know. I was in your shoes, so like trying to play the game. Like Owen Hart would have played more of a like. Inspiration when he's not, he's trying to be the bad guy, but at the same time, yeah. he's trying to inspire you, like, kind of like, oh, was in your shoes, like, yeah, you, know? you don't have to settle for this okay. type of, or look at me, you know I what I mean? You. Like, hey, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You. you know, he's beating on, he's like, this is what happens because you don't inspire yourself to go up higher. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. So, that could see Owen that would have been amazing to watch. Very good. Now, we had the Brett versus Owen, Break Brother versus Little Brother. Perfect storyline, I think, mm. in my mind. WrestleMania 10, the opening match, dude. Was there. Oh, wow. That was the opening match. That's so imagine fight. you had this opening match, then you had the ladder match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. And then you had Luger against Yoko Zuna, but then you had the main event of Bret Hart versus Yoko. Right. Which is obviously wow. letting Brett, Brett letting Owen win this one also again. For for the sake yeah. of the story, again, yeah. Brett lets the other person win. For the sake of the meaning of the story. Okay? Want to tag that again. Number two. Now, Brett winning, obviously, like you just said, stated against Yokozuna later in later in the night, going against him, winning the championship, and then everybody in the ring cheering and stuff like that. Perfect setup. Owen Hart comes out of the ring, comes out of the arena, looking dead at Brett like, you jackass, you one-up me again. Like, <laughs> the storyline continues. They did not let it die. Like, the fact that you're letting it build up okay. to something even greater. It's so uh, freaking awesome. But yeah, go ahead. One thing that could have been badass to watch with Brett Hart and Owen, this story, this rivalry that they had building mm-hmm. up for such a long time. Mm-hmm. The way they're going back and forth, the hatred, you felt it, right? In the ring, yeah. Okay. This could have been a crazy ass Hana Cell match. If it would if Hell and Cell would have been created at that point, because it wasn't made just yet. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was a good, great setup. Had Hell and Cell by that time, yeah. Owen and Burr would have tore that thing apart. I think so too. That would have totally make a lot but of sense. Before this, like uh, when we were talking mm-hmm. about, we're talking about WrestleMania 10. Mm hmm. Before that, we had WrestleMania 9, and you knew that um, at 9, actually, the talks were that Hogan was supposed to take on Hart. Oh. With Hart getting the win and getting the torch from Hogan so he yeah. could carry it. Yeah. And Hogan didn't want to drop 
nothing. Hogan's a jackass. I'm I'm sorry, but let up about finding out Hogan. I'm starting to learn about this guy, but he doesn't do it for the sake of the storyline. He did it for the sake of the Hogan name. Like Shawn Michaels actually really said it in the truth about him. He's like, you know, once I know the fans are in the building, I know their money's in my pocket. See? Like yeah. oh, wow. Sean, I'm telling you guys, Shawn Michaels dropped down after. Yeah. Sidebar, but yes. Yeah, you, okay, man. but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, storyline. But made good it point, Tony. You brought yes. it up. It's a good Both point. Yeah. and I would have been Hogan and Hart, but mm-hmm. it turned out to be uh, Hart losing to Yokozuna. Right. And mm-hmm. Hogan getting the belt at the end. After that. Yeah, and celebrating and all that. So, it's like, you know, Vince McMahon pretty much once again did. Catered to, catered to Hogan again, yeah. make him feel happy. Right. And then Hogan leaves. Yeah, a little bit after that. Exactly. It's like you Dips just catered you. the guy that's going to leave you. So, money. so yes. So thank you for mentioning that because that I guess that would intrigue in the essence of what he have an issue with Bret Hart leaving and stuff like that. So thank you for bringing that up. That actually makes sense because now that coincides with what who to believe in the story of should you have been leave Vince of thinking that it would have been right for him to do the screw job or thinking that Bret would have believed in Bret giving that respect to him saying I will do it. But to the right position and to the right person and where it makes sense. Out of respect for me, out of respect for the industry that we are in, that we do, in order for it to go on. Mm-hmm. I like that. Right. Very good. So, afterwards, Hitman turns heel because obviously the heel thing becomes a little iffy or whatnot between him and Stone Cold. So, that's where Stone Cold starting to get his hype up in this essence. And now Hitman goes heel. In this one, which I ain't gonna lie, I think he he was a pretty good heel. He was a pretty good jackass, a little bit. Family, I was still going for him. Hey, thank you. I ain't gonna lie, I still was going for the guy. You know what I mean? I was still rooting for him. Oh, I was like, because those were good matches between the two. I wish they would have had a little bit more. I think they could have had a little bit more chemistry inside the ring. A little bit uh, even after Sean. If let's say Sean would have dropped it, Brett was still with the industry by then, and Stone Cold won the title, that would have been the perfect like rematch between the two. Hell yeah. Because it would have done WrestleMania 13, Austin, be, you know, loses to Brett. Mm-hmm. He beats Shawn Michaels. He fights Brett at SummerSlam. Right. Uh, then he would have gone on to face The Rock. You know, I would have still kept Austin and Rock at 15. Yes. But like we did before, Hart at 16 would have fought probably Triple H or he would have fought Austin. Oh. You know. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, even thinking that about that, that, that would have been, been a great one. The Hitman versus Cerebral Assassin. Like, oh, my God. At that time, he was, you know, um, Vince McMahon betrayed The Rock in that one. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Triple H had Stephanie in his corner. Right. Mm-hmm. But and that would never have happened. Let's say, true. Hart, let's say he took, like, a time off. Yeah. The storyline would have been, like, Brett took time off. You know, he was out hurt or something. Mm. Comes back, wins the Rumble. And challenges uh, Triple H for the championship belt. Oh my god! The Rock. Stop. I knew that the Rock was in. You know, at this time the Rock was at his rise. Right. Exactly. So probably the Rock would have, you know, been in a different match or probably been in this match. Yep. Would have been my nice. Mind, Triple H and Hart would have been a badass match to watch. Agreed. Agreed. I would watch it. Now the, this begins the feud with Shawn Michaels. Everybody, I the agree. the big epic screw job starts right here with the the feud between Shawn Michaels. Now, what started us off with is Sean becoming a jackass for the whole industry and becoming a jackass to everybody in the wrestling biz. I'm sorry to say, it's not Brett's fart of being a diva, you can say. It's Sean becoming a fucking diva himself and being a jackass to everybody in the industry, a real prick to everyone. Because obviously, they were good 
they get along well. I wouldn't say they're good. I don't think they. I don't think they're being. I think they're lying and being disingenuous a little bit with far as good friends because I don't think they hung up like that per se. But I think they they respect each other enough to get along in the locker room. You know, hey, how you doing outside the ring or whatnot or whatever, and got along that way. I don't think it was like, oh, I'm gonna hang out your house. You're gonna hang out my house. We're gonna go to the bar, hang out, da da da. I don't think it was a friendship like that. You mm-hmm. never hear brother Sean say like, "Oh, well, you know, Sean like he knows my family, thank you, know, you. My kids, and all that." Exactly. And Hart, well, of course, he wouldn't know Sean's family because Sean got married with his nitro wife later on. Exactly. So it's like you really. It's like that's what I mean. Like obviously, I don't think it was. A, I think they're being disgenuous with the whole like we were close. Like I don't think they were close like Brothers. that. No, Thank you. I think <laughs> it was I mean, just friends. Close, definitely. I mean, associates. You yeah, can't even say just exactly. Good friends. Healthy in the business. associates. You know, yeah. right. So I think that's where they kind of be a little bit if issue with. So now when he mentions when they had that big old feud, the chit chat with each other about oh sunny days reference and whatnot type of thing like that. Obviously, I don't think that was. Like, I think that was a knife right behind Bret Hart's back. Like, you're really going to sit there and cause an issue between my marriage? Like, that's how I know you're being a young prick. You don't realize what a marriage means. You don't realize what all in all this represents as far as us is concerned. So I think that's why he lost his respect at that point against Sean because it's like that's a young boy's thought mentality. Mm. You would say something like that if you didn't have a wife. But the fact that you don't have one... And you're saying that a lot. That just shows me the immaturity in you hey, type of thing. Hey, you're gonna hate. Thank you. Thank you. So <laughs> the reality is, I think Sean was actually the one messing around with Sunny because he was single. Yeah, it's allegedly. not like he was. No, it was a whole thing no, allegedly. Sure like, yeah, it was because I guess Sean had to. He had already been in in the WWE industry, right? I guess. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So therefore, she had already been around Sean, and then when Brat comes in. Uh, I think Sean, I guess Sean stirs it up. They, I, the way they kind of made it seem to me, like mm-hmm. Sean stirred it up with Brett and uh, her, yeah. you know, kicking it or, or hanging out. You can say this and that. At the and, bars a little bit. Extra yeah, outside of the, you know, arena. But no, no, the person yeah. that was hanging out in the bars was freaking Sean Michaels. Exactly. So that's so, why it's like, come on, man. I think your, that's really you. And that's like, you know, he said, she said, basically. Thank you. At this point. At this point. Know, like, I mean, yes, all in all, industry. it's a he said, she said industry. But mm-hmm. regardless, the fact that you said it out loud in front of the whole world, now you're making it seem like I have an issue with my wife. And at that point, we were on rocky terms because I was missing from home mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff like that. So you say something like that to my wife, she's going to think negative. That is what's jacked up. So mm-hmm. that begins a feud. This right here tells this where it shows Bret Hart because I think they had signed a contract or he re- redid the contract with Vince. This at this point right now, it kind of went in the year already into the contract. And then the fact that he went to Vince and said, dude, Vince, this is messed up what he said. I understand business is business, but the fact that you p- involved my marriage into this is off the chart limits for me. I'm sorry. That's past the boundary. And I guess the fact that he made all that spew and all that issue, that meant Vince was like, you're being a diva. I'm going to side with Sean on this one. Like, again, Vince choosing the opposite of what is right. Because... Not- at that time, Shawn Michaels was like the merchandise guy. At that point, yes. It's kind of like what Shawn would happen with uh, John Cena. I mean, okay. Well, I, I feel like, I feel like uh, Shawn was way more popular before John Cena came in, no? No, mm-hmm. no. I'm talking about like a story that happened with Cena. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. So yes. there's a wrestler who was part of the Spirit Squad. His name was Kenny Dexter or mm-hmm. something like that. 
At the time that John Cena was rising up to his fame, or he was already in the world championship status. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was already in the world championship status. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey James came to the company. Mm-hmm. Mickey James was already a fiance to Kenny Dystra. Oh, okay. So they were dating, but rumors started going around that Cena was messing around with Mickey James oh, while yeah. she was a fiance to this guy. So this guy goes and, you know, says, like, hey, this guy is messing with him, with my fiancé. He broke up with uh, Mickey James. Right. <clears throat> Mickey James, you know, becomes a multi-time world champion. All right? She gets the title. The, yeah. John Cena continues to be who John Cena is. Right. This guy got fired. Wow. Just for saying something. Yeah, just for just being for an saying, issue. Like, hey, this guy, <clears throat> he, you know, these two cheated on me. And well, the company's like, well, you know, uh, sorry, sorry. The shadiness of Vince yeah. McMahon it continues to this day. It's jackass of all jackasses. Like, so it's like that's one reason why I can't really like stand John Cena. Thank I mean, you. I understand, you know, I don't know. Man, like, but actor still, great, but wrestler, you, I don't like. Him. Like human being, also like. Yeah. He's. I guess he's turned a little bit leaf or something. Who knows? But. I, mean, I think he's off for the greater good, for his greater yeah. good. Okay, I get you there. So this begins the whole Bret Hart real feud, real fight between Shawn Michaels behind the behind the stage in the locker rooms. I guess they had a big epic brawl. Uh, Shawn loses some hair follicles and all that type of stuff like that. That begins that part. Okay. Yeah. Now in this essence, now when Vince, I guess this was with was Vince telling him to go to WCW a good thing. Or was it because he was siding with Sean of all things? I think it was shining. I think I would say he was siding with Sean in this essence. Mm. I can't honor your contract no more. All this stuff is happening. Now you got to go. Hmm. We're looking at the same Eric Bischoff, uh, Stone Cold, and Brian. Yeah. Uh, that scenario. It, yeah. Where uh, Eric Bischoff knew, you know, I can't do nothing with you. Mm. Right at this point where Brahar was leaving. Stone Cold was now your new merchandise guy. True. Stone Cold was building up. Shawn Michaels was like, the DX was just coming in, you know, starting to build up too. Mm-hmm. Vince was like, I can't do nothing with Brett. I understand why not. You couldn't, you, like, you really couldn't have kept him feuding with Stone Cold a little bit. And at that, you had Nation of Domination. You mm-hmm. had the Heart Foundation, for God's sakes. You had, you had the foundations there to have a good feud between. The Heart Foundation and the Nation of Domination to go from there. Yeah, I think you also had, uh, I think Taker was already starting his thing too. So exactly. So you and yes, you're gonna if you Taker with Sean with Mankind at that point, that's where Mankind was coming into play. So was. then you were getting all all that like a fatal four way six man type of shit. You could have yeah. definitely done that. The excuse of that part, right? I hear what you're saying, but the excuse of that, I find none and void just because. You had the chance to involve him in anything. When you give Bret Hart that opportunity, you've seen it before. He creates a badass story. Plain and simple. So yeah. I don't agree with that crap. But go ahead. Sorry, my mind is this. The reason why he let Bret Hart go with that. He wanted, you know, I can't really use Bret Hart anymore because Bret was going to try to be champion multiple times mm-hmm. in the company. Mm-hmm. But Vince's mindset is, I want Austin. Yeah, only. Uh, Austin is my, you know, like, my guy. like Hogan, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bret Hart wanted to be the guy. Uh, Hogan, uh, Vince is like, you know, Hogan was my guy. You were my guy just for that, you know, short time. But yep. then Sean is my guy now. Yeah. Okay, now I'm leaning toward Austin because he's selling. Yeah. 
Sean is still selling. Yeah. He's like, but you're, you know, I turn you into a bad guy. People are hating you. You're not selling as much, probably. Right. I might be wrong, you know. Fat check, RJ. But still, <laughs> but still, if this happens, Hart, you know, he's not doing what he needs to do to build himself up. Yeah. Because Vince ain't letting him. Right. So he's like, uh, just go over there, you know, like, go to the other company. Let me do what I'm doing here. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. Vince's, Vince's mentality. Is, mm. Let me build these guys up. You go over there and, you know, like, and this is way before you even dropped the phone. Yeah. Like, you go over there, don't come back until I need you again. <sighs> yeah. And he messed that up. Yeah, totally messed that up. So, this, Dawson tells, Bret Hart truly would have changed the title to someone else if he did not want, since he did not want to lose to Shawn Michaels. Right? Mm-hmm. So, this plays into play. You've seen it before. We've just said it in the sh- a few times in the show. Bret Hart has no issue about losing <laughs> at all in period. In general, about losing a match. As long for for as pertaining to business and pertaining to the fans themselves, if it made sense. The realism at this point right now to the fans is still there. It's not like it's... Yes, some people may... Ha- it's This is the part where the argument of... Is it real or is it not real? Mm. This is where it comes into play. Yeah. But the more you keep playing games with that, that's how you're telling the fans that it's not real aspect fluent. You're pushing losing, it to that losing way. control type of situation. Thank you. Where you're not in control of the situation or Ex- outcome. Right. So, this yeah. is damage control. This is where you say, you're right. I don't want to go past that. I don't want that argument to be bigger than it already is. Let's keep it where it's realistic. Yes? That's mm-hmm. where Bret Hart is keeping it at. So, thus begins the whole screw job. Okay? Screw job. May 23, 1999. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not talking about the drink? No, hmm? I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> the Montreal screw job. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, no. This, Yeah, the Montreal screw job. Vince really did did just break. Like, he just really jacked him up. This begins the screw job. This, in turn, messed up the whole screw job. So, now we now know what it is with the screw job. What happens there? Vince finally said, I chose Shawn Michaels. I'm going to stick with him going forward. Sorry, Ben. The fact that he's sitting there yelling at the ringside, like, ring the bell. Like, and, that's messed up. Right. Like, and and re- the referee was put in an in a awkward situation, too. You know, That boy dipped right afterwards. You see he rang that bell? He rang that, that boy, he was gone. He, he was, was already in the thing. Yeah, he was man. outside. He already left. He so, no parts. He so. had no recollection of any and, of that and issue. I didn't know until after getting gathering, you know, after watching both shows that, you know, Brad actually spit on Vince's face, too. That's how yeah. upset he was about yep. the situation. And even and, Vince was like, wow, he really yeah, you know, he you know, spit. I can tell and, you that. To this, I mean, even after watching it, I don't. I guess after you know sitting here with you guys, I mean, Sean maybe had a part to do with it. I guess I don't. You know, there's I that speculation like, where Sean's like he sat there like, oh, I don't. What happened? Like, oh, I was just. Oh, he to, knew. That's I was a, trying to that's, fight. That's like, the crazy see? thing. Like so you knew all along. That was a big question. Also going into that, you know, yeah. after it, you know, does Sean know or not? You know, and then yeah. you you're sitting there, Tony, saying that you know Vince is kind of siding with Shawn Michaels, saying that he wants him to win. Yes. So. Obviously, right? It's like ah. you're pushing it to win. Like you're you're really pushing in the hands of saying I'm choosing this other guy, yeah. but also not like it's just a matter of the disrespect in the in the person itself. Yeah. The, like right. bad for business. I'm sorry, I can't fall. I can't listen to the bad bad for business part because Shawn Michaels would have made it good for business, or I mean Bret Hart would have made it good for business if it not had been for the simple fact of their feud with each other, like. 
it was a personal thing yeah. between them two. It was a personal thing. Vince should have understood that, especially when it, it came into fruition with the whole wife and all that type of stuff. And Bret Hart just said, this dude's the biggest jackass in the world. Yeah. I understand we're feuding with each other in the ring. I understand this is all going about. But I cannot, in all sense of honor and myself and respect for myself, drop a title to this guy. I, I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't he, think it's fair. And I don't. I just don't. I don't want to do it at all whatsoever. So, but has Bret Hart stirred you in the way that he was basically going to fall, like, basically mess up Vince? Did Bret Hart give you any inclination of that a- aspect of right. saying, I'm going to screw you and I'm going to go to CW and I'm going to show the title there and I'm going to drop it there? Do you think he would ever done that? No. no. I think Bret Hart, regardless if he knew the business was going a different direction, he wasn't happy with Sean, nor the fact that he wasn't happy with Vince at that point for canceling their contract. I still believe he would have done it at just because if he has that honor coming from his family. He's a family dude. This is an honorable man at this point. This is a respectable man. So I don't think he would have dropped that title. I don't. And I mean, I don't think he would have done it at WCW. I think he would have dropped it the following day for the fans and said, "You know what, guys? I'm out. I have to drop the title. I had a bad injury during my match with Shawn Michaels. So all in all, I, or, I, best way to do it, it would have been Bret Hart drops the title. Yeah." As the same temper thing, you know, like he would have thrown a temper tantrum being yeah. a bad guy. Okay, good, perfect. Would have blamed the company mm-hmm. for what happened, you know, like. Yeah, okay, good. I would have done the scenario I would have done for Brett at Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Let's say they would have had a match. Sean would have said, I want a match against you, one more rematch. Mm-hmm. They would have done an Iron Man match. Yeah. Something. Main event on Raw, Just, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. They get to the point where Brett puts him the sharpshooter. Yeah. And once again, that time runs out. Yeah. Yeah, right. And Brett Hart, once again, to replay the scenario of WrestleMania 12 all over again. Mm-hmm. So Vince McMahon has been like, you know, you got to end this match. It has to be you know, done tonight. Sudden death again. Yes. So many, so many ways around. And then that. Brett Hart mm-hmm. loses to Sean. He could have said, you know, this is why the company is going like, this is why, you know, I'm lost. Yeah. Because you guys have screwed me out. He could have still played the screw me out thing. Yeah. And left the building, and then they could have done a better thing next week saying Burhard has, you know, quit the company. Right, exactly. National news. And it would, I guess it would have been business for both WCW, but also business on WWS part. Like, oh my God, what happened? Like, what's going on over here? Like, what, why did he leave? And like, then they start like searching into it. Like, they start looking at it. So, yes, totally agree. Totally backed up. Now, May 23rd, 1999, Bret Hart goes to L.A. for Jay Leno show. The continuation of the good show, uh, I guess you would say good or bad, pertaining to uh, Owen Hart. This is the night, this is the day Owen Hart passes away. May 23rd, 1999. Now, he gets a phone call at the, at the show, finds out that he had passed away. But what I wanted to ask about the whole continuation part was, did WWF continue the wrestling? No. Matt, the, com- yeah, actually, the, the whole he scenario? He went, kept going with that? Yeah. The show continued. He went... I think the show went on. Out of respect, yeah. was, that, was that good or bad? I think that was a... I think that was bad. I think... I think that's disrespectful. it would have been hard to... I don't know if this was thinking, like, these people paid their tickets. Now they're going to go home. They're going to demand their money. But I think so, if you would have told them what had happened afterwards... And then, like... 
You would have already known at that point that he wasn't looking too good. Not just that. If I was Vince, I would have told people, you know, I apologize for what just happened. Right. And given the people their money back. Mm -hmm. You're already making money no matter what, you know. You could have apologized to them. Right. Probably give them tickets for, like, different pay-per-view. Like, come back, you know, here are free tickets for everybody. Yeah. This is a vulture. Come back for another show. Right. I'm sorry, but we had to close down today. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Close our shop. Agreed. Yeah, because if dude just slammed his head into it the way he did, like Owen Hart just died in the ring. Thank you. You're not gonna continue in the match, <laughs> right? It would have been no. like, That's a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, agreed. Mm-hmm. Now this begins the hatred to Goldberg because obviously WCW run with Bret Hart wasn't very good. It wasn't a good run at all. I think he had. I think you could have had great storylines, but because of Eric Bischoff and the love of the company <laughs> wanting the whole NWO and Hulk Hogan, all those other wrestlers having. Having control of the direction of the character, that's what jacked up the company. Giving wrestlers amount of control of your own character kind of jacked it all up. Of the yeah. di- of the direction of what you want to give to the fans of storyline with the company. Totally jacked it all up. So that's, again, like I said, begins the hatred for Goldberg because Goldberg was, again, look at him, not unhappy. He wasn't happy in there. Until you can tell he wasn't happy. That's what bad. But, I mean, you could tell he just... He didn't like wrestling Goldberg, and the fact that Goldberg gave him that left kick mm-hmm. messed up his career for his life. Concussion, I think, jacked him up, and he broke his nose at that point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. After that left he, kick. Uh, I think he popped him right in the chin. Yeah, jacked up. So, so he had a concussion because of that. Yeah. Now, the return to WWE, January 10th, 2010. Was that surreal, Director RJ? Dude, I felt weird when I first saw him. Like, I think there was, it wasn't even him appearing on Raw yet. Yeah. They had him appear on the screen. Yes, correct. He talked on the screen or something. And then after he talked on the screen, I'm like. But, but at this point, this is when they had the whole storyline with Sean saying, like, I want my peace. I want to get this done with. And like, he, they did that the week before. So, yes, Titan the week before. And then all of a sudden, like, this is where it's like, I just need to get this over with. We need to fix things and whatnot. That's when the tent comes into play. Bret Hart shows up, and that's why right off the bat, Sean, come down the ring. Let's mm-hmm. get this cleared away, stirred away. True. But it was, I, I agree, it was surreal. That night I watched just for that reason, mm. and when the music dropped, I was like, my man, back with WWE. And I already was thinking, get put him on the wrestling games. Let's get his butt up in there so we can have him versus every single person that we want. I was like, I'm going to be him when he comes out in the rest of 2K. I'm going to be that guy right there. Straight up. Not even 2K. I don't think it was at that point. Mm. And 10. It was Raw versus SmackDown type of crap. So I, yeah, I believe so. So that's where I'm like, put him up in there. Let me get his ass. Let me get up. Let me use that, dude. Put somebody <laughs> in a sharpshooter and get somebody good. I'm like, give me up real quick. So that was surreal. The whole bury the hatchet. I think, if anything... My question would be, is everything really, truly buried? I think so. I really think it's all and done. Career, they're, Actually, they're done with it. I think, you know, even though you buried the head chick, past is always going to be the past. No mm-hmm. matter what, you're all like, even today, Bret Hart is brought up so many times in Montreal, screw job. Mm-hmm. Owen Hart's mm-hmm. stuck. Yeah. There's still going to be that coming up. So you can't really, you know, no matter how much you want to bury it, you never will. Yeah. True. But I think they're at least at, um, let's say they're at the right level where they're over it a little bit. Right. And they could talk about it. They could be cool about, the, you know, what's happened. Mm-hmm. But they're never going to stop bringing it back. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, bringing it up. Yeah. At least. It'll at be least. relevant. It'll be talked about. Yeah. So, all in all, 
the respect for for his last win, I guess, was all in all meant for everything. For him to win his last match, that I feel like he needed he gained respect back all in all in general for winning his last win against Vince McMahon, beating him up and all that type of stuff. I thought that was badass. Was I good. wish, man, if they would have done it way back when Burhart was still in good health. Imagine yeah. how badass that match would have been. You know, true, Burhart true. And him would have been in the hospital again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hospital again, beating him up with a freaking uh, pee container or whatever that crap was. So, yeah, it would have been nice. <laughs> Sorry, but it would have been dope. I agree. Um, otherwise, you guys, badass show. Any final thoughts, Director RJ? Okay, here's several matches I want you guys, fans, to listen to. Uh, to watch. If you ever want to watch a Bret Hart match, these mm-hmm. are some of my favorite ones, okay? Oh, good. Bret, Bulldog, SummerSlam 92. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bret versus Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10. Mm-hmm. And I think it was also King of the Ring or something when they fought in a cage match. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure, but look up Bret, Bulldog, and Owen Hart cage match. Mm-hmm. Bret versus um, Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Ladder Iron match. match. Oh, ladder match. They oh. had a ladder match before the Iron Man match. Gotcha. This was testing the water with Shawn Michaels for the world title. Gotcha. Let's see how and good they, they even are. had a Survivor Series match against each other where Shawn Michaels was supposed to be Shawn against, oh, no, Brad versus Jerry the King Lawler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But something happened where Jerry the King Lawler couldn't be in the match. So Shawn Michaels took the, like, Jerry the didn't want to be, he was scared. <laughs> and it was, uh, <laughs> Shawn Michaels was, like, the king, and he had the king's court. So he had, like, all the king's knights oh, in the match against nice. the Hart family. Let me a pizza post, yeah. That's what started the Owen Hart, Bret Hart feud was gotcha. uh, on Shawn. Another match you want to watch, the tribute to Chris, to Owen Hart. Okay. Bret Hart versus Chris Benoit. Oh, at WCW. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot about that one. I totally forgot about that one. He had some pretty decent matches in WCW. Too. Well, remember, it was the matches that he chose to have. Right. He said, give me this guy. Put me in the ring with him. I'm going to give you a match. Yeah. And so, sure enough, agreed. So, also him against Ric Flair. They've had a few good ones. Him and Sting. Him and Sting. Oh, that was a good one. Good ones. Mm-hmm. I think they had like two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would recommend those. If you want to see what Bret Hart is about, you want to really watch real good wrestling, mm-hmm. I would check out those. Oh, one last one. Austin Hart, WrestleMania 13. Ooh. Piper and Hart, WrestleMania mm-hmm. 8, if I'm not mistaken. It's a lot of matches you're naming. But yeah, because Bret Hart <laughs> has some, crazy ass some good ones. It's no, I... Bret Hart, you can't... It's like Sean, you know? You could talk about Sean matches, Taker matches. Yeah. Bret Hart had so many views, and the weird part is I didn't even name the same wrestler at various times. That's true. If you look at it, Bret Hart had matches with all these different guys and just put on a heck of a show with them. All in general. There was no bad match with Bret. I agree. Zach the Mac, any final thoughts? As in final thoughts, I mean, overall... What did you think of the show? What final thoughts about Bret Hart? He was cheated, bro. No, overall, <laughs> I think that, you know, Bret Hart, he bought his little heart out. Pun intended. Pun I mean, intended. Okay. Yes, he did good. I, I respect the man 110%. Yeah. I mean, they definitely cheated his career. Otherwise, you know, he, you know, we discussed it. He could have, you know, he could have had a better way of giving this champ up. You know, it's, I respect the hell out of the guy. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. I love the show. It was good. It was a good interpretation of his point of view. Yeah. So, agreed. I respect that. And I, I respect them I giving him, it. yeah, I respect them giving him his chance to freaking, you know, tell his point of view. So, yeah. I agree. Other than what? Yes. Good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's me, Tony the Kid. As far as final thoughts is concerned, I can tell you guys right now. Wasn't a fan too much growing up as a Bret Hart, but as I understood and learned his career a little bit better and saw some of the matches, you f- you could fall in love with his work. His mm-hmm. body of work was badass. 
one of the best wrestlers that I've always stated before. We've had so many conversations about matches and possibilities, fantasy matchups and stuff. One uh, one in particular of wrestler, this guy right here, you could put him with any freaking person in a ring and in a, in a square circle. And regardless of the person, that match will be as epic as any match you've ever seen in the world. In general. Go ahead. Can I just say like... Sure, yeah. Go ahead. Breast me up again. Go ahead, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to thank Arturo, my brother, because when uh, when I was a kid, (laughs) I needed a fan. I needed to follow somebody. I already knew that wrestling was already kayfabe. I understood it by then. But I didn't have someone to cheer for. That's the weird part. I wanted to watch the show, cheer for somebody. Mm. Arturo is the one that made me Bret Hart fan. Oh, okay. There you go. And to hey. this day, shout out to Arturo. Shout out. Ever since then, and even now, Bret Hart's been the top number one in my top ten list. Very good. That's yeah, all I want to say. Go ahead. Right. Okay, it. sounds good. Yeah, thank you. I do uh, your predictions. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, uh, again, uh, his body work is phenomenal. His career, yes, it, it technically does have a sad ending. Uh, of all, he couldn't. I understand that he had a farewell match with Vince, but uh, I think. <laughs> He could have had a better one. I think if everything wasn't, everything didn't go negative the way it did, his health would be a lot more better. And I feel like he could have had a, a bomb ass, phenomenal farewell match with WWE. Yes, with Chris Devon. Or even at that point with freaking, oh, Taker? Possibly. But I think at that point, I think he would have had a better farewell match with Kurt Angle just because of him already having a few with Taker no, previously. I think it being the last final matches, knowing Kurt Angle w- was on the up and up wrestler type of thing and had that aspect, I think Brett would have said, "You're my guy. You're my last a final scenario match." For you though, huh. I would have placed Bret Hart kind of like in the Shawn Michaels scenario. Mm-hmm. Brett would have been like, "I've done it all, but I never beat the streak." Oh, okay, okay, sure. That's the main of the streak. Man. I'm, I'm sure that would have put him in play. That would have been the way to bring Bret Hart back on WCW. Sure, sure. If he was in good health, yeah. yeah. Okay, I would agree. But I mean, all in all, like he's a phenomenal, just phenomenal. Like when you really want to go out there and find a wrestler that really had the passion for the business, you need to look at his work. You need to listen to his philosophy. You need to understand him as a person because. That right there is what made the business the best business to ever watch on TV, period. Yes, it's fake. Yes, it's not. It's scripted and whatnot. But when you watch a, a match like his, you are you forget all of that, plain and simple. You forget it. And he just gives you that type of respect at the end. So that's my final good words on Bret Hart. I think of all in all, he's a phenomenal person. I look up to him in a way as like a, a, a great uncle. So... Great, great person. I don't know. I think so. Like great he's uncle. <laughs> <laughs> great uncle. You know what I, mean? I never, I never met you in my life, but you're my, you're my uncle from far away. You're my great. I'm looking at you, looking at my. Yeah, exactly. He's like Snoop Dogg of all industries. You know what I mean? He's the Snoop Dogg of freaking wrestling. So that's why I got say. I like that direction. Thank you, thank you for saying that. I like that. I like that one. So you guys definitely for all wrestling fans and anything, or who even at that is not a wrestling fan per se, but wants to understand wrestling a little bit better. Watch matches of Bret Hart. Look up his highlights. Look up his biographies that he's come out with. You understand wrestling to the T of what it should be, not to what, not to what we get on a freaking daily basis with rest with WWE a lot of times. But what wrestling should be and what a lot of wrestlers should strive to be in the business. That person right there. So thank you for that. 
You guys take it easy. This is Tony Kidd. Again, look us up on reject.com. You'll find all our good stuff there on Spotify and have a podcast there. So y'all take it easy. Have a good night. Peace. Peace.